Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Society doesn't want you to blame anything but yourself. It's a trait, not mental health. People out there is not going to understand you until you let them know. You definitely got to take into account your mental health. You have to tune into your own mind. Hey, what's going on, Jimmy Casano with another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Um, first, I always start off, of course, by thanking everybody for making this the top podcast in the world. Um, I appreciate y'all uh, listening and uh, joining me in this journey that I've been on. Um, but we'll get right to it today. Um, this podcast is a hard one for me because... Um, you know, it's about black men and loss, something we don't deal with very well. Um, I think, unfortunately, we are built to mass hurt, to not cry, to not let it out. Uh, and when I mean lost, I mean lost of, you know, parents, friends, loved ones. Um, three years ago today, I lost one of my best friends in the world, one of the best human beings I've known in my life. His name was Jay Harv. Uh, I met him when I was in the music business. I managed him as far as being a producer, but we grew to be much more than that. Um, uh, three years ago, he died of um, of a um, heart failure. He had stage four uh, cardiac something with the heart. I forgot the name of it. Uh, it was really sudden. Um, we didn't know. We knew he was sick all the time, but like, you know, he'll go to the hospital, come out, be fine. You know, it was like a routine. But then he went in this time. They put him in hospice, said he had a year year to live. Then three weeks later, later he died. So it was kind of sudden. It was the first time in my life that um, I was coming from watching Endgame. I was with my uh, with my kids, and. Um, had to stop by the office because um, because uh, I had to turn off some lights or something. And uh, his mom's calling. And he, his mom said, uh, Harvard's gone home with the Lord. I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, and, and it was the first time in my life I didn't know up or down, left or right. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything it was hard for me to deal with it was um one of the most difficult things in my life to deal with um year before that my father died even though my father wasn't in my life like that you know i mean i see my father a handful you know times in my you know maybe five or six times in my life he wasn't there but still you know it was affecting me so but um what i'm saying is Black men, when it comes to grief, is something that's different. You know, we are so used to death, especially if you're from the hood or from certain parts of America. You know, death is is every day, but we don't grieve properly. We don't let it out. We don't know how to grieve. Um, we have to be strong for everybody around us, but we don't really know how to grieve. We don't know how to express that heartache, that pain. You know, um, I would 
I would randomly start crying. Crying. In the, you know, in the strangest situations afterwards, you know, I go to the studio and listen to his music and start crying. I would start have a conversation with somebody about him start crying. It was, I didn't deal with it well. I, uh, I started smoking weed. First time in my life I ever smoked weed it was after his death. Um, it was, it was rough. I didn't know how to deal with it. And, I know a lot of black men, death happens all the time, but we don't ever grieve or deal with it properly because we're told we have to be strong. But let me tell you, you don't have to be strong because weakness isn't you grieving over that lost one. You know, we just can't pour out bottles of beer or say, you know, damn the homie or your mom's by your father died. I mean, we have to be able to let it out. See, that's the, the problem with black men emotionally. We're not allowed to express ourselves because it's a sign of weakness. Um, When Tyrese was crying, you know, the actor, singer was crying about, I don't know what he was crying about. Whether it was lost his mother or child or whatever, you know, everybody mocked him. The internet mocked him. You know, um, when Will Smith was sitting there, hurt, clearly hurt when Jada was talking about her entanglement with August Alstein, people mocked him. When Jordan cried, people mocked him. Every time a black man cries, he gets mocked. He gets ridiculed. He gets uh, ostracized as being weak. And we have to stop that. We have to be able to allow, we have to allow ourselves to grieve when we're hurt, to cry, to let it out. That's what crying is, to let out the hurt. But we hold it in because we're in a society that tells you that you're weak if you do that. You know? We see so much image of ourselves being killed, our image of ourselves being criminals, image of ourselves just being negative. That is hard to to let it out. You know, we we don't want anybody to hurt us, so we have to have a, a tough exterior. But it leads down a dark road. One of the reasons why I had my had my uh mental breakdown was because I wasn't letting out my grief. I wasn't, I wasn't grieving my losses. I wasn't grieving the people I've lost and I had care for. And, uh, is it only about death too? It's about sometimes losing of loved ones, losing of a relationship you had, losing of a friendship you have, you know, we don't deal with a lot of this loss. Well, we don't really grieve the loss. We don't process the loss. We don't really work through the loss. We just move on to the next. And, and that's what happens as black men. We're not taught to grieve properly. We're not taught to, let our emotions out and it builds up. And over time it builds up, it becomes something else. You know, we, we, we find other things to have an outlet for that pain and hurt that we feel. Um, and that's what I did for a lot of years. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be real. 
I am a lot better than I was a year ago. So don't get me wrong. A lot better. But I still have a lot of pain that I I work through. A lot of pain that I still am feeling and dealing with daily. You know, it's sometimes the point I don't even like who I am now. Because it's so contrast to who I was before. Um, it's like when that cloud, I think if you follow me, you talk, I talk about when I was going through, I was going through, there was a cloud, like a cloud was over my head. And, um, and, um, now that the clouds lifted, does it mean the pain has lifted? Um, I have my days like today is a day. Um, I have my I have my good days. I may have a lot of good days in a row, maybe a good few weeks. Then, you know, sometimes it hits me again. And it's like I don't like the person I am now. And and this is this is real. This is real to everybody. I'm being open, honest. I don't like who I am now. Even though I know that is good to let out the pain and the hurt but I don't like that person because it's forcing me to feel this pain this hurt see back when I was not facing it I had things to distract me now I don't have anything to distract me and when the pain, the insecurities, the thoughts come, I have to deal with it head on. And that's what I don't like. That there's nothing to distract me from the pain and the hurt I feel anymore. I'm no longer smoking weed. I'm no longer doing things I used to do. I'm, I'm no longer having that anger or whatever. And now everything I do, I have to face Every pain, every hurt, every doubt I have to face. And I don't like that person. See, the road to recovery from mental health and emotional health isn't always easy. See, people act like it's an easy journey. It's like if you're addicted to drugs and you quit. Yeah, you feel good that you don't quit. You're, you're not killing your body anymore. But man, it is pain. It is hurt being with that withdrawal period, you know? And that's how I feel like I'm in that withdrawal period right now where I'm not dealing with things the way I used to. Sometimes it's like addictive to deal with things a certain way because your body, your mind, your heart is used to it. But now I'm dealing with things in a way where it hurts because I'm dealing with it directly. So I want to be honest, even though things are much better than they were, they were, don't worry, they're really good, but it still hurts. And when things come up, it hurts even more because now I'm dealing with it directly. You know, it's like 
a person that used steroids, you know, they were so used to use the steroids to work out. Everything was great. Once they start, it's hard because they don't have that clutch anymore. They don't have that extra oomph that helped them. Now it's harder. It's more of a struggle to maintain that body tone. It's more of a struggle to go in the gym and work out because at the end of the day, you don't have anything to cope with or, or anything that's helping you. And that's what it is about the road to recovery. Is that people don't understand is that people will cheer you on like, wow, you're doing great. You're on the road to recovery. You're doing fine. But then they don't understand that. Like, they don't know how hard it is. And this is hard. It is hard for me to deal with hurt and pain. It is hard for me to deal with, 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 with loss is harder now than it was before. Because now I don't have anything to mask. I don't have anything to 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 use to uh, help me to cope. I have nothing that I can do to 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 cope and to say to myself, oh, I have to deal with this right now. I have to be I have to you know, I'm able to um, do this over here so I could not feel things a hundred percent so at the end of the day it's it's a it's it's hard it's recovery is hard because you have your days you get back to that space again but you don't have the mechanisms anymore that you can use so it's hard um you know three years the, the, the last i would say the last three years of my life has been very up and down you know and um when you when you lose somebody the grief is there um it doesn't get any easier you know the biggest lie people tell people is that things get easier it doesn't get easier at all you just know how to deal with it in in a more positive effective way you know um i don't know how my day's gonna go today you know, um, losing somebody that was such a good guy, it hurts. Losing people you care for hurts. And you never get over it. It never gets easier. It never gets better. Because you always know that I'll never be the same again. You never have those years. You never had that time. You'd never have it again. And it hurts because that person in your life brought joy to your life in some way. You know, and they're not there anymore. And as black men, we are not able to really handle grief because we're told that we're not. We shouldn't. Um, and then when we do try to handle it, when we do try to express ourselves, it, it looks weak. Like I feel weak because I'm like this now. I feel weak because I'm more emotional, more sensitive. I'm letting it out more, but I feel weak. But that's the process though. That's the process of becoming better. It's just, like I said, it's just like taking drugs. When you're off the drugs, you feel good as far as mentally, like I'm not doing these drugs, but man, it hurts to withdraw. And when things happen and trigger you, you want to get back to that drug, you can't. 
And that hurts because now how do I face these things without the drug? How do I face life without that? And that hurts even more. You know, and mentally, physically is is something you can get over. You know, drugs is like physically you can get over that. But the mental of it is harder because it's like you're so used to able to distract yourself and you can't anymore. You have to face your feelings head on and it hurts. But, you know, a lot of you have been on this journey with me from the beginning. And um, I'm always being real with you about where I am in my recovery, where I am with my mental. Um, because I I don't want to be the person to sit on this podcast and act like, yo, my life is great and nothing's wrong. You know, it's a struggle. It's a day to day struggle to get right again. Some days I have some great days. Some days I have some horrible days. But that's what recovery looks like. It's not a pretty thing. It's not something that, you know, one day you wake up and like, I'm great. No, it's a work in progress. So I'll be lying if I told you that, yo, everything's great. Things are better, but they're not great because I, st I still have a lot of work to do on myself. But the greatest thing that I did was realize that there was a problem. And now that I know there's a problem, I can go forward to solving it. Unfortunately for black men in America, we're told that there isn't even a problem. We're told that these are traits. You was born angry. You was born depressed. You was born with likelihood to be a criminal. You was born for all these things. So if we don't think there's a problem because what society tells us, we don't address it. So I just knew that I, I need to address it because it was interfering with everything I was doing. So it's very important to allow yourself to grieve all loss. Grieve it. Because at the end of the day, when you let it out, you could deal with it better. And like I said, I'm not saying it's an easy road. I'm not. I wouldn't wish any anybody my enemy and, and th for the things I went through and things I'm going through. But you know what? That's the process. Anything gained is is going to be painful. Anything worth it is it, it, you have to go through what you need to go through. But it's worth it. You have to let yourself heal. And the healing process isn't always pretty. If you get cut, healing hurts. Your cut is, is is healing, the scab, you know what I'm saying? You got to take medication depending on the wound. I mean, it, it's not, even though you're getting better, it's not an easy process. And sometimes we're afraid that we want to have this miracle thing. And that's what the drugs, and the, the the mental health and the outbursts, stuff like that's what it does. It's that instant gratification, that instant uh, sense of relief. But see, the problem is that all you're doing is scratching the itch, but you're not us uh you know healing the skin yeah you scratch it it feels good but at the end of the day the sore's still there when you put the ointment on the ointment hurts but it's helping see it's the same thing with your mental 
You know, gotta allow yourself to grieve. You gotta allow yourself to let go of those emotions and allow yourself to let it go, to let it out. And don't think about stereotypes because I'm a man or a black man and I get it. I get what our society does to us. But at the end of the day, don't let that stop. Don't let that lead you. How many men we see right now, you know, how many black men are killing their families and going crazy right now because they have no outlet. And the only outlet they feel they have is something that dramatic. Don't ever let it get there. I've had dark thoughts myself. You know, I've been there. I would never do it, but you know, I understand. See, we have to learn healthy outlets for our pain, for our suffering, for our loss, for our grieving, healthy ways, crying, um, shit, movie binging, whatever, you know, something that's healthy is not hurting others, something that you could just have read. But see, we haven't learned that. We're not allowed to learn that. We're, we're told to keep it in, be a man, keep it in. We have to stop that because it's, it's breaking down our mental. We have no outlet. We have no understanding. We, we're we trapped in a corner. We don't know what to do, but we have to let the emotion out. We have to allow ourselves to grieve all loss. We have to allow ourselves to be emotional, to be vulnerable, to let it go. And I know it's hard. But we have to allow ourselves to do that as black men. Allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself to release that emotion. <sighs> that was good for me. I don't know about you, but that was good for me. Um, I appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. Always, always appreciate. Like I said, I'm going to do a podcast where I'm talking about the emails and stuff like that. It's coming. Uh, but today, I just really wanted to talk about, you know, my friend, because like I said, he passed away three years ago today. So, you know, just wanted to, this was good for me to let out those emotions as well, to be therapeutic. Like for me, my therapy is the podcast, be able to re release my thoughts, release my feelings. And stuff like that. And hopefully, you know, you hear this and it's helping you out. You know, I know it's helping a lot of people out, but I still always am open minded that, yo, maybe I reach one more person to help. So definitely um, keep hearing up the emails. I appreciate it. You can go to blackmensmentalhealth.com, check out this podcast and information on black men's mental health. You go to my website, castanowings.com, and check me out. Uh, yes, I still do have the men's grooming line coming. It's work on. It should be dropping in May. So definitely look out for that. In the next few weeks, it's it should be dropping. Um, definitely check out RSVP Talk with my business partner, me and Ms. O. We do it every Wednesday on the Culture Radio. Download the app on Google and iTunes. Uh, me and my wife are going to get back to a couple of critics. So I know you have been hitting me up about that. So, you know, we're going to get back to that. You know, we just have busy lives. So we're going to get back to that. So couplecritics.com. Um, you can check that out. And the podcast is on my page as well. So you can check that out. And I also have a new podcast coming to Success Life Coach where I'm giving success tips for people to, to, to know what it is to be successful. So uh, it's also with my book, which you could also pick up on Amazon, pick up Black Men Mental Bible, Journal, and Motivation, all on Amazon. So, yeah. So I appreciate y'all, and I'll talk to you later.